Welcome back to another episode of Liquor and Leagues. Don't worry, I'm not going to waste your time with an explanation of today's show. So grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and join us for another episode of Liquor and Leagues. Because no, I can no, always that wasn't intro. my point. <laughs> 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 there are quantum I'm, physics. Look here, look here, uh, Brett Michaels. In the, uh, if we're just exploring my inner demons here. You wouldn't have been quite as polite when you left the interview. No. I mean, if need be, we can start a GoFundMe yeah. page for you. This is but where we lack comparative knowledge, Max. Damn, dude, three hours later. Others actually want to watch some people play. See dude. reference Rick and Morty. <laughs> I will do my editing, don't you worry. That's fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Liquor and Leagues, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Doing Better than last pretty weekend. Good. Yeah. Oh, wait, we did play last weekend. Better so than about the same. Last. <laughs> we're nine weeks in. Uh, nine weeks by SEC standards. Technically, we're in week 13 of the overall season, but SEC's only been playing for nine weeks. Um, thankfully, we didn't have a shit ton of games postponed. We only had the one Texas A&M Ole Miss. Well, I mean, if I don't see Lane Kiffin's team take the field, I'm not heartbroken, so I really don't give a shit. But, And I don't think it – I don't think it really messes yeah, with the Texas A&M well, situation. Well, but that's bullshit because that was a guaranteed one up for all three of us, and we knew you were going down. So. <laughs> no, because I chose Texas A&M. Because why would I? Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah. You're right. That you're wasn't. Right. That's what I'm saying. In, okay, in the grand bullshit. scheme of things, not bullshit. <laughs> it was a wash. Didn't really. No, I'm fine matter. with it. Okay. <laughs> uh, As I typically do, I waffle in the middle of making a declarative statement. You mean like uh, the best way to do it? The Missouri South right. Carolina game. Yeah, Auburn should wait. What did I pick? <laughs> <laughs> I feel struggling neutral. Like Auburn was. <laughs> that's right. Auburn was robbed. Uh, yeah. No. Well, we have a different team that was robbed this week, but I know we'll get to it. Did somebody in the press conference with Saban actually bring up time of possession to him? I didn't even bother. Paying I didn't attention. catch that. There was a I, press I, conference. The, the headline was like Saban has no patience for discussion of time of possession or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you look at the scoreline, Alabama, Kentucky, 63 to three. I'm right. not sure Kentucky possessed the ball at all. I know. I, I'm like, I'm not sure there are many stats you can point out that I really care to hear about other than right. like injuries. Yeah. yeah. All right. So l- let's discuss the week that was the seven games on the books. One was postponed. That gave us six games. The first, I mean, we can go down the list in terms of, the order that I have them because I, I don't think it matters in terms of play when they occurred in the daytime, Alabama, Kentucky, 63 to three. I don't think that even... there's no, nothing to talk about there. No. That, that's uh, honestly, aside from the fact that I expected Kentucky to put up maybe more than a field goal, um, not much more, but at least more than a field goal. Yeah. There's not much to talk about there probably. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky, South Carolina put up more points than you, bro. I mean, come on. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, yeah, that that doesn't even bear discussing. <laughs> Georgia, Georgia, Mississippi State. I know this was a game. I think we all probably thought Georgia should win pretty handily. I was surprised watching from the outset that Georgia struggled this entire game. Almost no run game whatsoever, and yet Kirby kept trying to go to the run game to establish the run game to I think you know position his passing game, but. Mississippi State, their defense decided to show up. I mean, hey, we're nine weeks in. Might as well show up at some point. And they showed up in terms of that. And then they played Georgia neck and neck. And this was a struggle win for Georgia, which I don't think it should have been. Mississippi State was two and four coming in. You guys were four and two. Up until, what, two minutes into the fourth quarter, that game could have gone either way. It was just Mississippi State turned it over on downs when they had to go for it. 
and Georgia was able to seal the game. That was just luck on y'all's part. <laughs> I mean, that's called winning the game. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't luck. think I don't think it's <laughs> to, to coin your. your I mean, I, last I checked, they had more points. They did, but to use your your head coach's name, I don't think it was smart play on his part. You know, you had I think it was what was it fourth and eleven, third and eleven, whatever it was. Like Mississippi State was backed up. You guys had them stopped just a few drives earlier, and they got a first down and kept the drive going. They ended up scoring. And I think we got, or at least I did, I got to that point where Mississippi State had the ball in that final drive. Georgia's defense really hadn't shown anything positive. And I'm like, they're going to march the field, at least tie it up. That's what I assumed was going to happen. To me, yeah, it was luck. It was luck that, you know, it just didn't work in their favor because I don't think they were outplayed by Georgia. So it was not. I mean, I, I don't agree with that statement in the sense that you had a brand new quarterback. No. He's not and a new quarterback. He's a first-time starting quarterback for Georgia. For Georgia, but he's not a new quarterback. Since being at Georgia. Right. You had George Pickens back for this game. You know, in terms of the defensive scheme, they ran predominantly almost every first down. They rushed three, dropped eight, which was the model for, for disrupting Mississippi State in previous weeks. But Will Rogers played really, really well. Another I mean, that kid threw some touch passes that were just like on the money. And, and they really, if you, I mean, I don't know what the stat line is next to no penalties. So it was a clean game. The, the thing that was curious to me, and I'll just go ahead and say it. I know we're going down the list here was yeah, yeah, go ahead. what was curious to me was the difference between kind of the psychology of a Mississippi state that just purged a bunch of players between opt outs and transfers what I wondered if it would happen with South Carolina. Now we made our picks. I think we made our picks. When did we find out? We, we made our picks before Muschamp was let go. Yeah. I, yeah. So, I, I asked the question of, should we right, uh, right. change those? And everybody yeah. said to stick with what we had. Yeah. I so, 2020. I, I, don't, I mean, whatever. I made my pick sticking with it. I'm not, I'm, I don't, not griefing that part. I think I was just wondering if South Carolina might galvanize differently with that having happened well because they, they still they had it. the players there right they right, just lost right. the coach right yeah you, know, you look at a mississippi well, State now, now who's the coach three three and a bunch three of players. four of their best defensive players for south carolina have opted out so have they okay the defense yeah and and you know this is a defense that for the three consecutive weeks gave up 48 plus points to with their those opponents. guys so so is with there opting right. out, did it really make a difference if you I don't know. I mean, we're talking about playing a Missouri and keeping it within, you know, a, a one score. I, I, maybe, maybe. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how the South Carolina Georgia go game goes this next week because that's yeah. almost always a one score game. It's right. it's almost and it doesn't matter if one or the other is ranked. They always play each other tough. So I don't know. Next week, I think it'll be a telltale. But yeah, I, I mean, I you know certainly have other thoughts. I mean, related to the Georgia game and that. You know, JT Daniels said something really funny in the post game. Something, the gist of it was, why recruit all this this receiver talent if you're not going to throw it to him? <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a concept. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, you guys have had some some pretty stand up running backs. I mean, but you you had, I mean, I don't know if you saw the stat. He threw for 401 yards and four touchdowns. Right. 
That's the first quarterback at Georgia to do that since Aaron Murray in 2013. But this is, this is the only reason why we go back to you going, he's a new quarterback. And I say, nay, that motherfucker threw 400 yards. He is not new to the dance. No, but he's been out for 14 months. I agree. Since his last start. And he moved clear across the coast. Now, I mean, the thing every Georgia fan's asking is, why was his cat sitting on the sideline for so long? Given, I mean, his release is phenomenal. Like, it's so quick, just how he that arm pops, and he's 6'3". I mean, it's just a different yeah. – No, but and, – and that's why I only – I make the argument that I don't agree with that statement. And, like, there were times where Mississippi, got, Mississippi State got into the backfield, and that motherfucker would just spin out of a tackle. Like, he had good pocket awareness. He knew where he was, and he knew, you know and, – and they showed a couple of plays. Like, he's throwing two receivers into space. The receiver's not even there when he's throwing it, but he expects them to be there. So he clearly has the mental talent to fill the position. Unfortunately, yes, your people yeah. are going to go, why, isn't, why wasn't he playing? It's the same argument they made about Stetson Bennett in game one when he played lights out. They're like, where's this dude been? Yeah, well, I mean, he was the saving grace for Dewan Mathis. Right. And then one game later, we started to see the reason why he wasn't starting. Because he doesn't have the arm. He doesn't have the arm and the accuracy and I think that's the difference between JT Daniels and the other two is that he has the football IQ and the arm. I mean, to me, like I said, it was, I think if you're Mississippi state, it's a satisfying loss in that, you know, they, they showed a lot of grit. They, they came to play uh, given how many players were purged out of the locker room. And maybe that was part of the problem. Maybe they just had toxic locker room. Right. <clears throat> and I think Georgia is like, finally the old Spurrier, philosophy is you know the throw opens up the run not the other way around is is my guess of where this will start going that's assuming your head coach can get on board with that yeah he he's like like Saban he doesn't allow any of his assistants to do press conferences in season uh the only other thing I mean in quotes he said that Monken has the keys you know to the kingdom of how he wants to run it that's all I have to go off of so I don't know and and I didn't want you to think I was bashing on your Bulldogs when they started because I'm about to bash. Why, why would I think that? Because I'm about to bash on Florida, <laughs> and now it's their turn to take a beating. Uh, you guys may have had a struggle win, but we came out of the gate struggling, and we're still struggling with our our fucking defense. And it is it's becoming scary because you got to assume next week's Kentucky, the following week is is Tennessee. I think those are both wins simply be not because our defense will keep us in the game. I think our offense will just outpace. And that's, I had somebody ask me like, can we beat Alabama in the sec? I said, our defense won't stop Alabama. The only thing we can do is throw more touchdowns at this point. It's the only way you're going to beat Alabama is you just have to outpace them on offense. I don't know that we can do that. So. Yeah. I mean, the body of work thus far suggests no, but you know, as we know, every game is different. So. But, but yeah, yeah I, I don't know that anybody else looked as strong as Alabama this past weekend. No, and you can say, well, it was Kentucky. I, I, but again, I say that across college football. Florida Vanderbilt, I turned this game on, and I watched Vanderbilt take the kickoff and then very quickly drive the entire fucking field and score. And I'm like, the first drive of the game, if you have a defense, you expect them to be on the field, not tired, not run down, not missing tackles. If any other drive should have been stopped, you'd think it would be the first one. And yet they were able to just kind of effortlessly walk down the field. And I was like, oh, shit, this game's going to be an issue. And then the whole first half, Florida struggled. I mean, they stayed, they stayed up with them. And it wasn't until the second half they finally started walking away with it. But, 
I'm like, fuck, this should not be happening against Vanderbilt. And and if yeah, we can't, I, can't get I it mean, together I, there. On the SEC network, um, I heard, you know, really nothing but praise for what um, Mason's done. And, you know, all everybody was like, hey, look, they're owing whatever. But they play hard. They're playing really well. They oh. show up. So, to their credit, I, I mean, I will say, I think there is something to be said for that 11 o'clock kickoff, which just – it's so hard mentally to really get into and give a shit about <laughs> like just nothing feels right about playing football at 11 a.m. Uh, but no, you, you Grinch, you hit the nail on the head there too. We, we, we'll give respect where respect is due. And, and Vanderbilt has come out and clearly they, they, they've come out and they're, they're playing every week. You know, they don't have a whole lot to play for right now, but you know, they're showing up and they're playing hard. Uh, and it showed yesterday without a doubt, I think. Yeah, I mean, Ken Seals, that was, he got a lot of praise. I mean, 22 for 34, 319. Yeah, I didn't – I mean, I, I didn't see the game, you know, but, I mean, Trask's numbers were solid, 383. Three they touchdowns. were down. He only threw three touchdowns. Yeah. It's an off week for him, right? So Get your shit together, man. Yeah, yeah but he's – You're not going to win the Heisman that with throwing three touchdowns each week, man. Well, Come you on. know, they threw that stat up at the beginning. He you threw joke. That. You jest, but you, you don't. But he threw, you know, of course, they, they put up Burrow numbers because they were comparing the two. After seven games, Joe Burrow had thrown 29 touchdowns. The first touchdown of this game, Trask, had already tied him. So by the end of the game, he's looking at, what, 32, 31, 32 touchdowns. So, again, they, they make the case. Well, he's still outpacing last year. And, and Grinch, I know you said it's a stat-heavy trophy at the end of the day. What's the bigger picture really mean in terms of what you do for your team versus the stats? Oh. I mean, he is the leader. Well, and I of that think it's team. more impressive, actually. It's more impressive, actually, this year because you're playing all all SEC with no powder puff games. Right. If we go back and look at LSU's first seven games, how many of those were SEC? You got to figure probably at least two of them were, were out were of conference games. Yeah. Right. And 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 of the SEC games they played early in the season, how many of those were ranked opponents? I don't know. We'd have to go back and compare those notes. But you're right. Trask has not been playing. Up until week seven, they didn't play a powder puff like a Vanderbilt. They've they've played other, you know, middle-of-the-pack teams. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Again, Heisman was for last week. It's this funny week. you say powder puff like Vanderbilt. You would expect them to actually have put up more and given up less. Well, I expected more Alabama-Kentucky numbers from Florida this week. That 63. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And I was yep. definitely okay. shocked. As Mark Packard says, the more you know about the game, the dumber you get. That's it. <laughs> Every time you're like, all the logic suggests, you're like, what the, what the damn it? <laughs> uh, LSU, Arkansas. Now, I was watching Florida Vanderbilt. Both these games occurred at the same time, so I didn't actually catch the game, but I was tracking the scoreline. And, of course, I'll take that win. I don't know that it was necessarily deserved. I don't know that LSU really outplayed them. Like you said about Georgia, at the end of the day, LSU had more points, and that's all that matters. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Auburn, Tennessee, aside from Mac, I don't think any of us were surprised by this one. They hung in there earlier. I think it was like 10-10 near – yeah, at half. Half, And then, yeah. Auburn just slightly edges them out after that. Yeah, and, and I certainly no, by no stretch of imagination was surprised by the outcome of this game. This this game for me was more of a, a, a make-up ground pick. Everybody else picked Auburn, so I flipped to Tennessee, but but not surprised by, by the end result, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess the question will be, does Pruitt get the axe? Yeah, I don't know, because they 
again, we'll get to that conversation after we discuss these games because it is something I want to bring up, but that I don't know. And then finally, obviously, Texas A&M Ole Miss postponed. Finally, we get to the big game of the night in prime time, as it should be. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't even watch it. It was on SEC Network. Alternate. Alternate. Couldn't yeah. watch it. Uh, South Carolina, Missouri. Yeah. This <laughs> – this was a ridiculous game in terms of like for the longest time and, and Grinch, you texted me, you're like, what the fuck? And it's like, uh, no points. And then I yeah. said, they're, I, they're coming back. And then you were like, dude, they've scored three points. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think what I said was, fuck you, they've scored three right. points. Yeah, that does not make a comeback. Uh, I was like, you dick, you maybe actually go and check this thing. I was, I was, being, I was being positive. Uh, a glass half full, which I then drank. It's funny because you look at the picks and the only South Carolina fan in the bunch didn't pick South Carolina. Admittedly, it was the correct choice. He he clearly knows something that the rest of us don't after years and years of pain. Wait, you were not on the show. I talked to you. Did we know Muschamp had been fired? Uh, I don't think we discussed it. Mm. No, we, we talked. Oh, we talked. oh uh, some insider, insider information here. <laughs> Did you know? We talked before we knew, but, I mean, it wasn't like I was going to go the other way. Okay. I didn't know you guys had picked South Carolina. No, you didn't I know didn't our picks. Pick. No, I didn't tell you. So, I picked blind. So, even if I had – look, had I'm I known you on South Carolina, maybe I would have gone in on that. But uh, – I mean, look, no, I mean, he, here's what I did know. They just fired the ho- head coach. Bobo's taken over, you know, the offensive coordinator's taken over as head coach. And they've lost three uh, – three or they lost four defensive players who opted out for the remainder of the season to prepare for the NFL draft. Three of those four will more than likely go in the upper rounds. They're, they're, they're talented players. So – and this is a defense that had given up – 48 or more points consecutively for three weeks. So, no, I, I didn't feel confident that South Carolina could beat Missouri. I'm not sure that South Carolina will win another game this year. Well, you made that, you've made that known throughout the season. Every time I harass you that you don't pick South Carolina, you've always said, I just don't trust who they are. I don't trust the team that they're feeling, and I don't think they can win the games. They, you picked them once against Vanderbilt. That was it. Outside of that, I don't think you've ever gone with South Carolina. Clearly, it's paid off for you. You know, uh, me, me, Papa, was a bit of a sports gambler growing up, and I learned pretty early on you do not pick with your heart. Well, we'll, we'll get to that stat line. Uh, I, I mean, we can cover it now. because but for, if, but for this coming week, I will. Oh, okay. Because right now, our standings, uh, we are 35. Haas is in the lead with 35. Grinch is in second with 34. Mac and I are tied with 32. So as I said, st- said last week, I don't got to be number one. I just got to be faster than – than the guy in front of me. And right now I've tied him. But, That's a pretty safe bet that you're going to outrun me. Let's yeah. put it that way. But when you talk about what you just did, Haas, that as a gambler, you don't bet with your heart. I thought the interesting stat in looking through the whole thing was the one stat line that is, has plagued me is the Ole Miss stat line. Because I refuse. I said at the beginning, I will not root for this dude. And I am currently behind by three. And I am plus or minus three on Ole Miss picks. If I had gone with who I honestly thought would win those games, I would be tied for first. But because I am absolutely not picking this motherfucker, I lost those three mm-hmm. games, and that's on me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, you're I'm not right. giving you any you. credit for this. Yeah. You, oh, you, do, you don't have to. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting I, that, I, that I'm behind. I can't behind. even see what you have below your score. I don't even know what that gibberish is down there. <laughs> oh, I can explain it to you if that'll help. Here. I know you're old. This I is heard, 
I'm being stubborn. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just thought it was an interesting stat that those games that obviously I got punished because I refused to – it is what it is, so I'm good with it. Uh, yeah, so let's get back to what I wanted to talk about. We come with the Missouri-South Carolina as our last game. I think the interesting thing about this is it does lead us to another conversation, which is the firing of their head coach. Haas, you made mention of this well back at the beginning of this entire series was, should any coach this season be on the hot seat because it's just a weird, aberrant year? Well, clearly, we had our answer on Monday. South Carolina said, we're done with you. It's been, what would you say, four years, five years? Uh, it was, this was his fifth year. He started and, in 16. Right. And Muschamp has not gotten his shit together with that team. And nope. so they, they cut loose. And then, he started, started the same year at South Carolina that Smart started at Georgia. And we see, we see the, the, the dire contrast of those two programs. Yeah. Yet again. Grinch, you, you mentioned this previously is you always see that coaching carousel begin some point in the season, but it always happens when that first domino falls. He has now been terminated. Do you guys think now they've answered the question? Every coach is clearly on the hot seat this season. Then you just mentioned, does that mean Jeremy Pruitt? I think we can all agree now schools are not going to be tied to their coaches just because we have this weird-ass year. Pruitt has to be. I mean, Tennessee is not looked like anything – like I know what Tennessee fans thought it was going to look like. And they're, they're as pride of a bunch as anybody else. So I, don't, I can't imagine how he wouldn't be. Let me go down the list real quick. We'll start with you, Mac, and we'll, we'll end with you, Haas. Should, just it doesn't matter, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, just for my own edification, should Muschamp have been fired this year? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I will say this because this was not the first season Muschamp was on the hot seat. If, if this was an aberration, I would say no because of what, what, what's going on this year. But, you know, I think, you know, Haas, you mentioned he's been there for five years. I think the last two or three years his name has been mentioned, you know, as being on the hot seat every year. So uh, I think it was time for, for South Carolina to move on. But is this really the – here's the other question, though. Is this the year you want to move on in terms of bringing in a new guy in such a weird-ass – scenario I, I think you have to right i mean what, what you know what do you we're, let's go ahead and have another shit year next year and that's true then we'll fire him i mean like i said you know in this situation i, I think absolutely that it was time to move on okay grinch what about you i mean you you yeah in carousel yeah i mean i, I share the view that uh, it doesn't get it it, it doesn't get any better the longer you wait regardless of the circumstances of the year um I, I think in season, you know, I think we've seen it a little more than we had in, you know, probably the previous decade. It seems to be occurring now. And I, I suspect that's related to they're going to, you know, South Carolina, for a lot of obvious reasons, will want to move quickly and get the right person because I believe in December starts, what, December 15th starts early signing. I think they, you just can't risk recruiting cycles anymore. Um, so if you were going to do it, now's the time. And I have to, just like we talked about in previous years, when t- schools start watching other schools to see who's going to move first, my guess is South Carolina probably has its finger on the pulse of Tennessee to see what they're thinking. And they're going, no, no, no. If we got our guy in mind and we have some solid candidates that we probably already started getting the feelers out for, let, let's pull the trigger and do it <clears throat> and start setting the stage for, re, you know, for building a different way. Right. Okay. 
I, I think I also agree because a few episodes back I made mention that if you're going to fire a coach, this is the year that really tells the tale of how that team is functioning. Like we've said, no out-of-conference games, no puff games, no recovery games, no let's increase our stat games. You are playing every week, week in and week out, for something in terms of conference play. So if you can't compete at this level, then you shouldn't be allowed to continue into those seasons when you've got three or four out-of-conference games to pad your numbers and help your stats. So, yes, I absolutely think he should have been terminated. I think, like you said, Grinch, they're going to do it early because I think maybe teams used to wait for continuity purposes. Let's not fuck up the, the students' heads, the quarterback head or whatever. Let's, for continuity, we'll wait till the end of the season. Now schools start to make the jump so quick that if you're going to fire somebody, you got to start doing it early because you've got to be prepared to grab your guy when they come available. So, yeah, I absolutely think he should have gone. I think he probably should have gone earlier in the season, but maybe they were hoping the ship would ride itself, but that didn't happen. I agree with you, fine gentlemen. You all said it well. Okay. Did did I want to see Muschamp go? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not necessarily, but maybe. But I mean, after three weeks of of, of complete ass poundings, I mean, with no lube, no common courtesy, reach around, no kiss in the morning, you you, you gotta let you gotta let the, the the head ball coach go. I mean, there's the the buck stops there. Um, he wasn't getting the job done, and and you're right. This is the kind of season where. There's no powder puff games. There's no, you know, dressing a pig in a skirt and putting lipstick on it and, and telling you, you know, it, it, it's, you know, a Maxim model or a Playboy Playmate. Right. Um, you can see how ugly and dysfunctional this program is. You can see that they've got talent on both sides of the ball. Um, they can run the ball. Um, they've got a pretty good defense in certain spots. Um, so, yeah, he needed to go. Yeah, I and that's why I wanted you to go last because from the outset of the season – you seem to take the stance that maybe coaches should not be on the hot seat this year, even if you think they're playing poorly, but clearly. Yeah, but there's always exigent circumstances. And I think, I think, you know, and Pruitt, we've talked about this. Pruitt's another candidate that I think if he gets shit canned, I think nobody will be surprised. And I can't imagine anybody's going to be all that upset about it. So let's move on to that. That that was the week that was, let's move on to the week that is, Uh, as we said, Haas is still in the lead by one with 35, Grinch 34, Mac and I tied at 32. We go into the, the final two weeks of the season. Uh, Haas and I tied the week. Haas, you were in the overall lead, so you will go first. Alabama-Auburn, the Iron Bowl. We're going to go Alabama. Of course. Nope, nobody's proven to me yet that they can stop them. So Okay. Um, Georgia-South Carolina. We'll, we'll, we'll skip that one and come back to it last. Okay, you feel it's a point um, toss at this I'll point. Take- I'll take yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. Florida. I'm going to take Florida over Kentucky. Okie dokie. Yeah. LSU, um, this, one, this one's a coin flip. I'm actually pretty excited. Uh, but I, I think um, – Let's assume they play it. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm wondering if, you know, LSU getting extra rest from not having played this week, if that if that will lead into um, – LSU did play. You mean Texas A&M. No, no, A&M. I mean A&M. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. yeah I'm going to go A&M over LSU. Tennessee, uh, we, we got we got to hope Tennessee – can beat Vanderbilt, right? I mean, uh, Vanderbilt I don't know. hasn't proven they can beat anybody. So I think we'll go Tennessee there. This will be the game they show out. In right. Well, I mean, and it's not, it's not, it's not unfathomable. I mean, if they lose this game, does Pruitt lose his job? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, I think, I think he loses it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, here, yeah. Uh, I'm Arkansas, Arkansas, Missouri. You're not yeah, sure? Yeah, I'm going to go Arkansas. I'll go Arkansas. Okay. And then Ole Miss, Miss State. 
Ole Miss is going to have the. I mean, this, this is a this is a little bit this is a little bit of a of a, of a coin flip, but uh, yeah, I think Ole Miss. Again, I think those teams get that extra that extra rest is is. Here we are, Georgia Carolina. I mean, generally, I would say Georgia, um, but you know, this is one of those games. I mean, I think everyone knows for ten years straight, I was at the Georgia South Carolina game, whether it was in Athens or whether it was in South Carolina. So. I know a lot about this matchup. Uh, it's probably the one that I know the most about. And I know it's always close. It's always tight. It's always hot fought. That probably won't be the case this year, but in my heart of hearts, I want it to be. So I'm going to go for the South Carolina Gamecocks. For my, only the second time this season that I picked them to win. Earlier, I, not, not to you know, bet with your heart. Yeah, yeah. So, so what he's saying I know, and that's why, yeah. is he picked them to beat Vandy. So clearly Georgia ranks just above Vandy maybe. That's, I, that's what I'm hearing here if he's going with South Carolina in this one. Gotcha. All right, Grinch. So Alabama, Auburn. Yeah, going going Bama. Uh, I will also go South Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. No, Georgia. Uh, going Georgia. <laughs> going Florida. Okay. I think Bama successfully kicked the crap out of now unranked Kentucky. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm gonna go A and M. You know what? I'm going Vandy on this one. Going Vandy. So there is the defining game right there. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not, not is he looking to even it up. He's looking, he's looking to flip the script, man. Look at that. Anchor's down. I'm, Fucking yeah, Grinch says I, anchor's down. Look at that. Of yeah. all the games you could pick, I'm surprised that's the one you're choosing. Well, to Vandy try to plays Tennessee tough. Didn't they, didn't they beat them last year? I don't think they Yeah, they, they do. They generally play them. I mean, it's in-state rival. I mean, you know, there's a lot of shit. And they're playing at Vandy. They're going to pack out that stadium. Missouri, Arkansas. Yeah, this this is another tough one too, because and that and that's at Missouri, right? You know, I'm going to go Missouri, Mizzou, and then the in-state, Miss State, Ole Miss. Yeah, I guess the question is, does the Mississippi State of this weekend continue to show up? Because Ole Miss can put up some dang points. Uh, I'm I'm going to go Ole Miss. All right, so I am going. Yes, I am going Alabama over Auburn. I, I don't. Nobody's doing that. What is it? The kick six they did like 47 yeah, years ago. Oh, yeah. I ain't doing that again. Georgia, South Carolina. I'm going with Georgia here. Uh, Florida, Kentucky. I think Florida offense keeps outpacing. I, I worry that Kentucky will put more points up on the board than I want to because I just don't think our defense is, is quite there. Texas A&M over LSU. I think Texas A&M will, will definitely win that one. Tennessee, Vanderbilt. I got to side with, with Haas on this one. I don't think the anchors – I think they go 0 and whatever this year, 0 and 10. Arkansas, Missouri. I, I think Arkansas will get it together. Last week was just a fluke. LSU just got lucky. I think Arkansas bounces back and beats Missouri. And then again, I got to go with Miss State because fuck Lane Kiffin. So that's me. So Mac, let's run through him real so, quick. Yeah, Alabama. I'm just we got, uh, Alabama, Alabama Auburn. Auburn. I'm going Alabama, obviously. And again, um, here you you fall into the same thing. And before Mac picks, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Go back to I'm going to go Arkansas over Missouri. Every time I have second thoughts <laughs> about a pick, that's the one. It, it, yeah, that's the one. I mean, they're the best. Man, I was hoping to gain an extra game. Damn it! <laughs> Watch Mizzou win that shit. That uh, Mac, and again, I, I when I when I pasted that wrong, I, I fucked up your thing. But you're at 32 with me. Yes. You know, it, it's one of those things where it's like. I don't. I don't have to win. I just have to tie you. Right. So <laughs> no, but I'm saying you are in the same boat. Like a game here, or there, you gain ground on Grinch. There are only two weeks left. A game there, you gain on Haas. So it's how do you play the game now? 
I'm, so. I'm, I'm going, you know, English premier rules. I'm playing not to lose. Gotcha. You, bring <laughs> you don't want to get relegated. <laughs> I don't want to get relegated. You don't want to be regulated. Sure. Regulated, <laughs> regulated, relegated. I got to see it in writing to understand. Right. You bring a premier league level of flopping to this. I like it. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Florida, uh, Kentucky. You're going Florida, first. obviously. Texas A&M, um, LSU. Going Texas A&M here, obvious. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think they, they handle LSU okay. Vanderbilt, um, Tennessee. I'm going Tennessee. I just don't see Vanderbilt winning a game this year. Okay. Unfortunately. Uh, Missouri, Arkansas. I'm going Arkansas. I think they'll get their shit together and, and, and easily beat Missouri. And then Ole Miss, Mississippi State. So this is, you know, this is the gray area. Because if I go Mississippi State, I know you can't yeah, of gain ground on me. But I know Ole Miss is going to beat them. Uh, so I'm going Ole Miss. So, yeah, it's one of those things. Do you take yourself out of an entire running to even gain any ground? I guess it's up to you at that point. All right, so there we are next week. Got it locked in. We will see how this plays out. Less and less are we going to be able to spread it out, I think, because most of our picks are going to start aligning as we run down the stretch here. So, All right, well, thank you, gentlemen, and we will call it a day there. I appreciate right it. Until next time, yeah. we'd like to say... Salute to Kawhi. Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you. Very much. <laughs>